Hey, welcome to Connection Over Coffee with me, Phil McAuliffe, The Loneliness Guy. Today we're having a chat with my friend Jesse Elkins from Full Sun Fitness in Charlotte, North Carolina. Say hi, Jesse. Hi, everyone. This podcast is all about destigmatizing loneliness and promoting authentic connection for gay men globally. It contains content relating to the mental, emotional, and physical well-being of gay men. If that's going to offend you or anyone in earshot, now's the time for you to move on. So, Jesse, how about you and the viewer and listener go and get us a table and I'll go get us a coffee each. You got it. Here you go. Before I uh, launch into our conversation with Jesse on comparisons, I want to just say how uh, I want to say thank you for joining us for this conversation, particularly if you are a first-time listener. And I realise that in you know no one, no one comes uh, and searches social media for um, for loneliness-related information unless you really do feel lonely and, and are beginning to accept that you might be a gay man who is experiencing the perfectly natural human emotion of loneliness. If this is you, I want to say I'm so proud of you for taking that step and for pressing play on this episode or on any of the other 13 episodes now of Connection Over Coffee with The Loneliness Guy. It's a huge step because I know I'm really well familiar with the the wrestling, the emotional and mental wrestling uh, that simply pressing play can mean for you. I'm proud of you and I'm so happy that you're here joining Jesse and I for this chat. Before we launch into this chat, I need to do like the stereotypical what everyone does. Um, uh, but if you do get value, if you do enjoy this chat, please like, comment, share it with your friends. And if you've got a question, if you've got any feedback for me about how I could improve it, if you've got a question for Jesse, please feel free to send me an email the old fashioned way, connect at thelonelinessguy.com uh, or just do things the modern way and put a comment on Instagram, send me a DM, a Facebook message, Facebook comment. I don't know, whatever the cool kids do. I'm just not on TikTok or anything like that. I'm a middle-aged man. Um, TikTok has passed me by. I don't know about you, Jesse. Has TikTok passed you by? It sure has. Not our 12-year-old daughter, but it's passed me by, yes. Right. Right, good. Let's talk. No, let's not talk about TikTok. Uh, I just, don't, I just don't have any rhythm, and I'm not. I don't feel like I'm witty. Uh, you know, sufficiently witty in like I get like nervous for fifteen, like those fifteen second soundbite things. I just, I just can't do it. Can't do it. I feel um, you. I'm, I'm an anxious wreck all the time. So <laughs> nerves are familiar. <laughs> so Jesse. Besides being an anxious wreck all the time, um, mm -hmm. tell us about you and what you do at Full Sun Fitness, because it's pretty awesome. No spoilers. 
Phil, there's, I think there's so many ways to introduce oneself, and this is like adding to the anxiety, but I'm give, gonna give it my best go. Um, I am a queer, anti-diet, pro-joy personal trainer, um, and founder and owner of Fulsome Fitness and Nutrition. Um, we mainly serve queer and ally communities. I mean, all are welcome, um, but queerness is our focus. Um, and that's it. That's me. That's what we do. Right. Right. Um, for someone who's like, oh, I'm a little anxious about this. Like, you just nailed it. Bloody, bloody hell. Bloody <laughs> hell. That's, and that almost went like a TikTok 15 seconds. So maybe we should both get on TikTok together. Yeah, I think it's probably a good discipline for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like to to embrace brevity with my verbosity, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I love it. I love it. And listener, viewer, if you don't already follow Jesse and his work at Full Sun Fitness and Nutrition on Instagram, there is going to be a link in the episode description. And if you've come here from Instagram anyway, you will see it. Like I've tagged him. I'll be, um, you know, every every post talking about this episode and his awesome blog post which he wrote which i'll get to in just a minute um uh will take you to will take him and 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 will take you straight to his site i love it the time difference uh here in new zealand compared to uh charlotte means that it seems as though Jesse's content uh, is the first in my feed when I'm emerging from my sleep. And it always just makes me smile. It always makes me smile. Um, If anything, for seeing the routines that he does, um, like the, 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 the workout routines and just going, oh my God, I don't know if I can do that. That seems like so intense. So I shoot him a message and going, you're crazy, um, but just the right amount of crazy. Um, and you've just, you know, helped me get my feet out of bed um, and, and go, go and work out. I love it um, because you're real. You're real and, you know, are like living what you said you do. Like you're committed to joy. I am. Yeah. I think, I think you have to be committed to what you preach and you have to practice what you preach, you know, it's it's a saying for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Jesse, having you, the, the reason that I asked you to uh, have a chat with us today and come and have a coffee uh, or, or refreshing tea um, uh, with us today is that a few weeks ago you posted on Instagram um, a like some content relating to comparisons. And it was very serendipitous. And, and, you know, we could say that that was the universe, uh, you know, speaking or whatever, that I, I happened to see what you posted at the same time that I was also had written on my spreadsheet uh, for future content, like comparison, the thief of joy, question mark. Because... I did not know that part. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very deep. Um, what? And what? 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 
so I was like, okay, like my thoughts were turning to it. I'm like, you've just said what I wanted to say in your awesome accent. Um, and so I'm like, all right, you know, this, this is, this is too good to be true. Let's, let's, you know, let's investigate this further. And so I reached out to you and then we had a bit of a chat and um, I asked you to write the blog post, which has been published on uh, mm-hmm. on the Loneliness Guy. So listener, viewer, if you haven't, um, haven't read it yet, after this, go and read it because there is a link to the episode in the, um, it, link to the blog post in the episode description. Is besides wanting, like having me craving tomatoes, mm-hmm. uh, homegrown <laughs> tomatoes, um, how how are we? Sorry, is comparison the thief of joy? I think for every single human being, it has been or still is the thief of joy. Um, not that there aren't, you know, hundreds of other things that can can dim your light and take your joy, um, but comparison is a pretty pretty dirty girl. Comparison's pretty pretty rough. Will definitely come in and steal your joy. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, right there. Uh, that's probably a great quote. Comparison is a pretty dirty girl uh, and <laughs> will come and st- steal your joy. Because I'm just thinking, you know, as unglamorous uh, as it might be, like trying to, you know, put it into like our collective minds. Um, you know, when we are, like when we're lonely, whether we know it or not, when we, whenever we sort of are feeling in need of authentic human connection, mm-hmm. um, and you know we feel that need, and and obviously in today's day and age, we can fill that need by reaching for our phones. We can you right. know fill that need reaching for a device and idly scrolling social media. And I don't know about you, but for me, um, like across the, the, the three accounts that I have for my work, two loneliness related, so for the Lonely Diplomat and, and the Loneliness Guy, uh, and my own private uh, locked down um, stuff, there's, there's content on there that, you know, um, I'm not going to sort of sugarcoat it, but I'm like, he's hot. Uh, that's, that's, you know, like the, the content is, is pretty great. Um, but you know, the way it's delivered and presentationally delivered, it's, um, you know, it, it gets these gay eyes to stop scrolling and, and look. And one thing that I can, you know, as, as a gay man who experiences loneliness and knows why I experience loneliness, I do at times... Um, uh, well, not, not at times, I'm like the world champion comparison person. And when we're lonely, gay, straight, male, female, whatever, whatever, when we're lonely, we turn ourselves, our minds and our souls are master storytellers. 
and we ascribe so many, we project so many thoughts and feelings onto the um, motivations, the actions of others. Be that on social media, be that in real life, it's, it's the right. same. And when we then get to having a, um, you know, when, when we're idly scrolling social media because we feel like we need some connection, we are telling ourselves masterfully telling ourselves stories about like ascribing like based on our own experience of the world at that moment mm -hmm. we're seeing images of men women people living their best lives and going oh fuck them like who do they think we, we like anyway like what does what does that do for us do you think i think it takes our joy and i think i think it can take us excuse me the this these stories that we're telling ourselves like you said they're they're from our own experience um, but we're also on, we're telling we're coming up with these stories about these people based off of a very tiny glimpse of what we see of these people. Yeah. Um, so I think that we only have a like not even probably not even an authentic or realistic version of the story, um, but a very small part of it to go from. And I think these stories that we tell ourselves drive us to a place of being stuck. In, in where we are because we're leaving our present and we're projecting our stories on their stories that we're creating. Um, so it just takes us down. It takes us backwards. It takes us to a darker spot. Mm. What I think, what I, uh, perhaps is, is most evil. And I, I, I chose my words very carefully there mm -hmm. because it, it, it's sinister. It's evil particularly on social media and and kind of want to have the equivalent of a swear jar every time i say social media and and but it's it's like almost the the, the best best example that i feel that that you me the listener and the viewer can can all relate to if we're on social media but in many instances that that's selling something like it's like the 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 image uh, is selling something that you will then buy, and either that's like monetary, mm -hmm. uh, and you know I'm I'm thinking you know the the like influencers who are casually drinking some kind of coconut water or something like that, and that's strategically placed and 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 things, but also you know that people wanting to like sell an image of themselves uh, and for you to then casually or, or mindlessly buy it. Right. And I actually, I've been really wrestling with that um, within myself and the content, frankly, like the content I produce mm -hmm. um, on loneliness across like the loneliness guy and the, the lonely diplomat where it's you know I'm, I'm incredibly mindful of 
you know, the, the mindset of my audience coming to it? And how do we sell our, um, our, our services, our products, you know, um, to, to get people to consume the content? I think I, w- I would love to challenge that <clears throat> and say that when I post at least and what I imagine for a lot of other people, um, <clears throat> when you post, you're kind of protecting how you want the world to see you in shaping this image. Um, whether it be because you have a past and you're trying to change yourself um, or just present your finest image of yourself, I think you want people to see these glimpses that you carefully choose to share. Mm. I don't know that it's deceitful and I don't I don't know that it's about actually selling anything. Isn't that, that interesting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've just completely flipped my perception there. Or or not flipped, but you know, it had me looking at it from from another way. Um, I I wonder like at the yeah, without doubt record a you know capturing a, a point in time image um, and yeah like I don't know where we see you know and, and again putting myself well essentially putting myself back into my mind when I'm feeling and experiencing loneliness uh, and can see that you know there are people who you know i know in real life who are you know going out for parties or having going on holidays or or you know otherwise living their best life but i think it's really important because i remind myself that we end up like we know that not everything is great in their lives but you know no one really, you know, takes a takes a photo and posts on social media like themselves surrounded by, you know, chips on the couch, uh, you know, binge watching something, you know, on on you know streaming content or something like that. Unless you have a great sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And 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 then you know we kind of get into you know authenticity, um, mm-hmm. and you know. Uh, uh, projecting authenticity as relatability, um, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 and, 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 and and but but then that also sort of can can tip over into authenticity, like projecting authenticity, like, and then at what point does authenticity become contrived and then inauthentic? Right. I'm so, curious, what was what was your last social media post um, that was not the loneliness guy related? that was on your personal account uh i think it was images of oh hold on let me check uh i know that there was something on there like from taco tuesday last week Uh, yeah i think i I think i know the answer to this but i just i'm excited to go through this with you Okay, suddenly I'm nervous, um, <laughs> but here we go. Where is it? What did I post? Oh, a photo from, from Back Day the other day. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Was it of you at the gym? Yeah, yeah. So, so in posting this photo, 
maybe you can go back to what you were thinking when you posted it and revisit why you posted it like what about back day did you want to share with the internet yeah so i don't know if the viewer yes, it's a great it's a great post the viewer on there um yeah well i'm gonna be well i i, I don't think you know if I'm, I'm gonna be talking about authentic connection and and have that as one of the absolute cornerstone values of my work i'm gonna be nothing but honest I still, in my mind, am the skinny 14-year-old kid. Like, all arms, all legs, like spaghetti arms, spaghetti legs. And, you know, I can't actually see my back. Like, mm-hmm. no matter how good we we are, like, you know, we can't see our back. And we don't have our heads. No. <laughs> so, you know, like, I don't know... It, it, and, you know, I'd been working hard uh, at the gym to, you know, as, as I do. Like, I, I, I love it. I, I love that physical outlet. Um, you know, my, ment- my, my work is mentally and emotionally draining at times. So it's important to balance that with something that's, that's physical. Mm-hmm. But that post, being honest, was posting for myself. And so for me to go, wow, like I actually have muscles in my back Mm -hmm. uh, that I can see working, that I see, that I can see developing, that I can see, you know, uh, you know, just doing what back muscles are meant to be doing. But that was a post for me in my mind as a, as a skinny, runty, like unathletic 14 year old kid. So the fact that you shared this kind of journey, this experience, this moment on social media doesn't necessarily, I don't think, mean that you're selling anything to anyone or trying to prove anything, but maybe you're bookmarking something big for you, something that tells you that you aren't who you used to have this image of in your head. Mm -hmm. Mm. I think you're right. And, you know... Being completely honest, being, you know, being me, it's like, also, you kind of want people to go, oh, wow, that's that's looking pretty good. I mean, that's, that's, that's the so validation. Yeah. 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 It feels so good. Yeah, right. And it's interesting, yeah. um, in episode 13 uh, of Connection Over Coffee, talking with Michael DiOrio up in, in Toronto, mm-hmm. And we were talking about like um, that moment when you're on Grinder or you're in the gym or otherwise part like in the supermarket or something, and and there's there's another guy and you make an eyes, and he goes, you know, looking good, you know, how about it? Kind of raise the eyebrows, you know, let's let's go. Um, is that connection or is that validation? And yeah, because they get to the lonely mind, right? The the attention, the attention mm-hmm. feels good. Um, okay. and and so yeah, oh, wow, right. And I I feel like even even I mean you separated um, connection and validation, but even those moments like when you're eye fucking the hot guy in the store, 
that that brief glimpse of validation could also be connection. I mean, you've connected with another stranger, another human, um, and that can carry you long distances. I think. Yeah, yeah. I I I think that's a really good point, and you know, those moments of connection that we have in our day um uh yeah i like that can carry us great 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 distances for for that day that you know someone's noticed that i sounds sounds a lot of hyperbole but someone's noticed that i exist right yeah 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 so when it comes to to that and comparison Mm -hmm. when you know we might be feeling you know uh isolated, lonely, in need of someone to notice that we're there. Uh, And we see, you know, we see the images, we see like the TV shows, we see, you know, the uh, the images on, on social media, we, you know, listen to... I don't know, we watch stuff on YouTube, whatever it is, whatever it is, and, and you know, we, we start to tell our minds there. What is it about comparison that... What do we need to know about comparison, the, the comparisons that we're, we're potentially unaware that we're doing? So, the, in my article or in the blog post that people can go over and check out, um, we break comparison down into the positive comparison, the negative comparison, and this massive space between this gray area of comparison um, that we use daily in our lives. Um, But the first type, the kind that you're talking about right off the bat, the kind of watching a TV show or going on social media when you're feeling lonely um, or just in general out of habit, um, the negative comparison comes from seeing someone who has achieved something or who has something that we don't have or that we don't yet have or that we haven't yet achieved. Yeah. Um, and either unfollowing them or creating this negative thought pocket about that person because you're so attached to what they have and what you don't have. Yeah. Um, that you either keep following them and it's incredibly toxic or you block them or unfollow them or leave their story, leave their journey. Um, and you miss the whole point that we're all completely different people with completely different resources and different stories um, and that you're doing no good by pulling out all these negative parts of yourself because you see what someone else has. Mm. I think that's our default. I think that's what most of us do subconsciously too. I mean, Phil, just before we logged in, I was on uh, Instagram um, and there's this beautiful man out of sydney actually um who just like does everything so wonderfully with his training business and i get this this negative feeling because i want to i want to have that audience and i want to spread my impact like he has yep and i had to check myself and say that's his story and this is mine and i'm about to get on a podcast with a beautiful human across the world and push my vision forward. Yeah. Yeah. It 
That's a stunning uh, example there, Jesse. About well, first, thanks for thanks for sharing that. Yeah, it's a stunning example of the negative comparison, but also a glimpse to the positive comparison. Right, and it is though I think in your industry. In your industry, which you know uses bodies and and good-looking bodies as means of promotion, right? Uh, I think it's it it can be particularly, and I th- I think you know you me the listener and viewer um, can really all relate to that. You know, particularly as being gay, and you know, it is like you know, part of the attraction um, is you know, seeing a healthy human, <laughs> seeing right. seeing you know uh, a, a healthy you know man who you know takes care of himself. Like, there's a whole lot of stuff there that is is very attractive, um, mm-hmm. and I think you know. Where we, you know, do get into, you know, particularly in in, in the the fitness industry, fitness slash wellness, as well, like you know, promoting the wellness uh, is, um, you know, can be a very, you know, negative spiral. It can be, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, in in sort of unpicking your share there. I want to, you know, that that you also, you know, as fit as you are, as, um, you know, see the testimonials on your social media that you share, that, you know, you are really, really making a difference in individuals' lives. Thank you. And that's the goal. That's, yeah. that's I think, what a lot of people in the fitness industry miss is focusing on the image as opposed to what we're talking about here, which is building joy. Yeah, yeah. And and without sort of, uh, well, without wanting to, to detract from the topic at hand, that's the thing that I love most about you and your work is that you are absolutely committed and this comes so, like, shining through. Um. And, and, you know, it's very good that you've called yourself and your business Full Sun Fitness because it comes shining through, like, the commitment to the individual. Thank you. And where they are, um, both physically, like, both physically, mentally, and emotionally where they are and right. helping them to take steps physically, mentally, and emotionally forward. It's a beautiful, like, joyful thing to have in my feed thank you and no you're you're welcome um and it is you know seeing real people seeing real people achieve something that they may have thought unachievable for themselves with help with support with guidance with encouragement with perhaps you know, a little bit of like, you know, um, uh, 
uh, incentive, like pointed incentive, you know, do this or else, um, you know, perhaps. Whatever it is that helps get people to dispel the thoughts and, and, and stories that they've been telling themselves, it's right. a beautiful it's a beautiful thing to see people achieve. And Phil, can we bridge this into that next part of comparison, that gray yeah. area? Yeah, because well, I wanted, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I wanted to get into like that negative bit that you were saying there. Um, but oh, yeah. if, like we can go into the gray bit if 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 you've got a point. No, you stay on track, and then I will come right back to it. All right, all right. Well, that point. That you said, you know, looking at that um, that personal trainer or the, the fitness the fitness guy on um, in in Sydney on Instagram, and that story that you were telling yourself there, there was we like the the, the hint of the good part of comparison. Mm-hmm. What was that for you? For me, that was coming away from my default my subconscious my my go-to thinking my my patterns when i see someone who has something that i don't and that looks like pulling back into my present moment and what i have going on in front of me yeah and today luckily that was meeting with you and spending time with you so reshaping how i relate to this person by coming back into my present and then that gives me space to appreciate the resources that this person offers yeah. and to give them kind of this energetic kudos for doing what they've done. Yeah. It's incredible. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. And I don't know, in the, in the blog post, you talk about the good. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and what did it take for you? Because it's lovely to, lovely to say and it's lovely to hear that you know the 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 you know i just needed to come back into my present what did it take for you to come into your present in this particular case yeah yeah um i just i think i have been becoming more aware of how i relate to things um and what i'm thinking about and how i'm feeling and i was on the couch and i felt like total shit and i didn't want to feel like shit anymore um, so I flipped it. I had to flip it. It's kind of, it goes back to moving your body and doing yoga and mobility and fitness, all of that. Um, you have to kind of re, you have to wake back up and feel yourself, feel your body, feel your mind, um, and get rid of the baggage, which is feeling like shit because of what someone else has achieved. Yeah. So I wanted to feel better. That's how I got out of it but if i'm being honest <clears throat> i think i've i've slowly over the years been realizing this more and more and it when you were talking about my post a few weeks ago um it was one of those glorious shower thoughts you know how the best thoughts come in the shower i know i so need waterproof stuff in there because you can't write on the shower screen because it just sort of fogs over right yeah. that'll be your care package contents when when I can mail overseas again. <laughs> um, but I was thinking, I was looking at the drain, rinsing out my conditioner in the shower, and I thought, I don't think, because maybe I heard, you know, comparison as the thief of joy that day. Mm. 
And I was like, no, fuck that. Like, it can't be my thief of joy. Like, I won't let that happen. Mm. You know? Mm. I'm not going to buy in. Love it. In my in the work that I do with Mike Campbell coaching um, coaching guys, there's a whole part of that about power and the concept. Uh, and and when I did this back in 2016, early 2017, this deeply resonated with me. And uh, he has this whole sort of setup. Um, thing but about giving away our power and um, Mark Manson in the subtle art of not giving a fuck Mm -hmm. talks about this concept uh, and you know don't give a fuck to everything but give a fuck to the things that really matter to you right and that's the concept of handing over power. If you're giving it a fuck to everything that crosses your your gaze in a day, and mm-hmm. you know, particularly, you know, politically, economically, socially, you know, there's an awful lot of content out there in, you know, our world that we can consume that is designed to get a response from us make us take a step to support not support whatever it is and it takes great courage great strength to keep our keep the powder of our fucks dry mm-hmm. for the things that really matter to us Mm-hmm. Because if you're giving a fuck away to everything, you've got nothing left to the stuff that really matters to you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So what if what if you just what if everything matters to you? Yeah. You know what I mean? What if everything fucking matters to you? Yeah. And then, then how do you combat that? Well, how do you I, combat the power to? Mm, you know what I mean? Well, there's a there's a difference. There's a difference, okay. and, I, and and I love this linguistically. Like I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. me and words are good. Like we're we're buddies, we're friends. Like your fucks are precious. Your shits, like you can give a shit. That's mm-hmm. they're 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 less precious than a fuck. And right. then you can I hear you. Okay. But then you can give a damn. Like you okay. can, you can give a damn about so many things, so many things. Then you can give mm-hmm. a shit about it. You know, to a to a deeper level, but your mm-hmm. fucks are precious. Truth, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and and viewer, listener, before we press record, Jesse's like, "Can we swear?" And <laughs> and and I and you know, I said to him, "Well, yes, but you know, is this you know by by? I think you said, oh, oh, can we curse?" Um, and he's like, and I said, but you know, is this like curse in the American way where gosh darn it is like a swear word? Um, or is this like, you know, just full out like Australian? <laughs> like, and Jesse, you've lived in Australia for a couple of years. Uh, you, yeah. you just like, no, I, I'm, I'm down with, I, I really yeah. meant it. And here we are talking about damn shits and fucks. Um, and giving all the fucks or none of the fucks. Or none of the, like the fucks are precious. Yeah. The fucks they are, are precious. They truly are. And I'm, I'm glad you, you picked those apart too because language is important and yeah. they do hold you know the idea that it holds different weight is true yeah yeah by all means you're allowed to give a damn you're allowed like give a damn because that that tells you like a damn points to a shit 
points to a fuck. <laughs> Funny, yes. All right. But mm-hmm. if, if you're giving the equal amount of everything, if you're giving, like, you're just going to, like, your fucks are going to be so depleted. You're going to be tired. There's going to be nothing left today. for you or nothing yeah. left for the thing that is really important. For who right. and what is really important. So you're allowed to care. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to give a damn. You're allowed to, have, like, give a shit. But the fucks are precious. Right. And take a long time. Dams, uh, like, what you care about, like, the and, and giving a damn, they're plentiful and easily replenished. Mm-hmm. But as you sort of go up, go down the, the, the hierarchy of, of concern, <laughs> um, by the time you get to a FARC, they're precious and not necessarily non-renewable, but it takes an awful lot of energy to renew yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally for I think, the fuck. I think we can call that the fuck budget. You have a fuck budget Ooh. that you want and you have yeah. a finite amount daily and that's it right love it the fuck Listen. budget that's the promo by the way <laughs> so love what's it. in your fuck budget today um, right right and 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 I remember, um, and and Mike, if you listen to this, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry for stealing your thunder, but there's a whole part in there of like you know being Oprah, like and you know just giving away. You get a car, you get a car, you in the back, you get a car, kind of thing. You can't be like Oprah and go, you get a fuck, you get a fuck. Everyone here gets a fuck, yay! No, like that is yeah. precious. That is True. so so precious that you know you need to keep that fuck powder dry you need to keep keep the fuck budget in surplus mm-hmm. i love it we oh, hit gold. that's genius absolute genius jesse so into the gray area so you you had that in in your in your share you talked about you know grr, 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 why 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 him why not me uh, like negative spiral, arrest that spiral, arrest that descent into a bad mood. No, I get to choose what I, uh, you know, how I how I interpret this. Good on him, yay me. Uh, that elicited a response that you know inspired me. What's the grey area? So Phil, I have a lot of questions for you here. So I'm going to put you on the spot to right. kind of showcase the grey area in life. I'm all about the gray. Like I, I just wear it on my face uh, as well. You got it all over the beard. You're gonna nail these questions authentically. I hope. <laughs> gray connotes wisdom, apparently. Let's see if that if yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's see. All right, you ready? <laughs> yep. No, but yes. So, okay. Well, that can. So the gray area is kind of that that thing that land that we live in when we're not totally negative or not totally positive right um, and in my eyes after my recent shower thoughts mm-hmm. uh, the gray area is our best plural um, of all the things we do in life it's the bar that we set to reach for um, and to try to achieve um, and it's our favorite of every category of our lives so in the article i talked about you know what is your best movie 
and why is it mm. your best meal? I talk about why or what is your best meal, what's your best food and why. And then I also talk about sex. Yep. What is your best sex and why is it your best? Um, and then I challenge you, the viewer, the reader, our coffee date here mm. uh, to think about whether or not your best is your best or if it's the best for you because someone else said it's the best. Does that mm, make sense? Mm, mm, because yep. society says yep. it's the best. So what you mentioned earlier about uh, images and chiseled bodies and physique focus yep. in the fitness industry, um, people look for that because that's their best default. Yep. Like people want a trainer who is chiseled and yep. who is fit and who can help them achieve these physique goals. Yep. Um, but often what I found in full sun fitness is that <clears throat> when you ask clients their goals, of course it's fat loss and it's, you know, physique building, but then we dig deeper and I ask why. Mm. And it's often that surface level because I saw it on the cover of a magazine yep. or because society says that this body is perfect. Yeah. So this whole comparison land, this gray area, um, it's muddy and it's confusing because how do we know if our best is our best truly authentically like you speak on a lot or if it's what we've been flooded with what mm. everyone else is the best so phil what is your favorite movie what is your best movie yep. and why is it your best movie all right uh it's hard to go past the Hunt for Red October. Uh, I haven't seen. Really? Oh, right. No. Well, yeah. I, 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 I laugh because it's probably like, I don't know, the, the nerdiest uh, uh, answer I could give, but it's true. I remember watching this when I was about thirteen. And so, so it's an older movie. What year is it? Uh, so it's based in the 80s. It's based on a Tom Clancy book. Um, okay. of, that wasn't of, an age comment, by the way. Mm, but. It's all right. I, I didn't hear you because I'm hard of hearing at my age. No. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, and, and it is... Um, so, yeah, based on a book from, like, the early 80s that Tom Clancy wrote, um, but uh, it turned into a movie in about 1989, 1990. It's got Sean Connery in it. It's got Alec Baldwin, a very young Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Um, and basically, like, I, at university, um, did uh, international relations and, and politics and international relations. And this is like Cold War, um, you know, bad guys, Soviets, good guys, Americans, um, you know, uh, NATO, Warsaw Pact. Um, it was kind yeah. of like my first introduction to that um okay. and yeah it, it was um for a kid in uh a, a very small country town from a very small country town in rural new south wales who was going to boarding school um and uh you know it was like it promised the world beyond my little corner of the world uh, that there was mystery, that there was intrigue, that was, you know, other yeah. people, other people who spoke different languages. Um, and yeah, anyway, it, 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 
it's it's like still a comfort movie for me now. I haven't seen it for a while, but yeah, it's it's fascinating. It's, yeah, yeah, it's 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 speaks to so much of my interests geopolitically. Right, and so clearly, this movie is your favorite for many reasons. Yeah, it's that many layers yes. matter to you. Yeah, and it's not because you know it won every award during award season. Um, or because your neighbors like it or your best friends like it or your partner loves it. Yep. It's your best movie. Yep. And that and that's the division between what people say is the best versus what is your best. Yeah. And so that's kind of how you muddy up the the or clear up the muddy waters. Um but I wanna move on and then go into meal. What's yeah. your favorite food your favorite meal? Uh I love spaghetti bolognese. Mm, that's so uh aussie of you i know i feel like it's a common aussie don't don't look now but i'm pretty australian uh i've got like a passport on it that says it says so um but uh i so i'm gonna uh, i hear your comment on that's that's so australian and i'm going to australian you up a level and it's spag bog uh so others call it spag bowl um, B-O-L and uh-huh. I'm like yeah okay no 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 like it's bag bog in my family and I make a mean bog B-O-G um, that's you know what yeah. that's like diarrhea yeah here. I know I know this really? is like oh okay. well, wow. well, welcome to my sense of humor um, I love <laughs> and, I want to go make it right now oh uh, I tell you I, I, I could share a recipe with you uh, you the, the listener and the viewer but my recipe, although I did teach it to Jeff, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, I kind of feel like a bit of regret. I'm like, no, I want people to uh, to to remember me after I'm gone for my awesome bog sauce. And it's never the same twice. Like, you know, I can't say, you know, chuck in this amount of oregano or this amount of thyme or that amount of rosemary or whatever. It's like whatever's in the cupboard, and then just chuck it in. Um, yeah, it's about the love you put into it. Ex- Exactly, and people bond mm-hmm. over that food. So you know, my former wife and I, like you know, like it'd be cooking for a few hours, like stewing for a few hours on the stove, and you know, you'd go and like take the lid off, stir it up a bit, and put the lid back on, let it sort of do its thing, um, mm-hmm. and then a nice bottle of hearty Australian red on a cold night um, and yeah yeah and and like whenever I do it like you know now with Jeff like still the same thing like you bond over <laughs> over those um, over the sauce and the pasta and like it's simple and like it speaks to me like simple robust yeah. like um and and yeah right there hands down my bog sauce that's what i love to cook bog sauce you learn something new every day wow yeah 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 so yeah so you know you're not gonna secretly send me your recipe uh well yeah although it is i've tried to make it uh at my brother's place in the u.s a few times and it never i don't know there's something about the beef like you have to have ground australian beef um, Interesting. Yeah. So, um, but also, yeah, like, um, 
uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but sometimes like it just never turns out the same way in in the US. This is so funny. So you, I mean, you went in on your favorite movie, and you went in on your favorite food. <laughs> yep. And clearly, you've been living this path of authenticity, which is beautiful to yep. to watch and witness. Um, but in the article I reference, kind of a lot of people say my favorite meal is this low calorie, easy to make crowd pleaser, um, because someone flailed it on the internet as this, you know, diet centric recipe. And then it becomes someone's favorite as opposed to the reality of the situation where someone's favorite food might be a popsicle or ice cream or waffle. Yeah. In my case. Yeah. (gasps) They're all good too, in my book. All good. Yeah. Yeah. Can't go past a pancake or a waffle or a waffle pancake. Oh, never. Never. (laughs) More maple syrup uh, than Uh, what what Canada and New Hampshire could possibly make in a year. That's that's, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So there's another, there's another space. I think you can kind of see the theme here that everything in life is, can be gray. Like, is it our favorite? Is it our best? Or is it what someone else has told us is the best. Um, and then the final one for you, what is your best sex? What makes your best sex? This is something that, that I, that, that Michael and I spoke about in the last episode as well. Like I said that I, I don't do casual sex. So I need to feel connection before I have sex. Mm-hmm. And so the best sex for me is when I feel like really in that moment connected. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, you know, I don't want like... You know, no, you know, it doesn't have to be candles or like rose petals on the bed and, you know, a five-star hotel in Koh Samui. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or whatever. It's like, nah, like it, it's it's absolute. Feel mm-hmm. the connection, like mind, body, soul. Um, that Great. for me is the, the, the best connection. It's not like, you know being a trapeze artist or like a, a yoga god and and you know putting myself or you know bending ourselves into all sorts yeah, of true. yeah n- none of like i don't want to say none of that shit like if you can do it go crazy um you know. like sprinkle it in some yeah, yeah like but yeah like for me it is all about the connection and Great. being seen being heard yeah. yeah that's great and that's part of what you do for work too i mean with your the loneliness guy is giving people visibility and, and listening and hearing so it makes sense to weave that into everything yeah. Uh, yeah i didn't mention this in my intro but i also work full-time in hiv research um so i see and work with every type of person that you can imagine um Pretty much anyone who has ever been sexually active in my mm. region um, is a potential um, client. Yeah. 
So a lot of times people will talk about what their sex looks like and what their favorite type of sex is. Um, and I hear so much discrimination around orgies and barebacking and um, kind of these taboo scenarios too and things you see in porn. And this is kind of why I pulled in these examples because I feel like a lot of people limit themselves because society says like that's too kinky or that isn't safe sex or you know that's too many partners yeah um and i think that people really limit themselves with sex and with a lot of other things in life because they're afraid that what they want doesn't match up with with what society says mm -hmm. such a good point and we can feel wrong yeah and shameful and yeah. guilty and yeah. all those toxic feelings that take your joy away yeah yeah and i think almost every almost every gay man can relate to that when it comes to their sexuality when you know told that you know potentially potentially told uh you know as a, a young person growing up that you know that's wrong that's right. wrong so even by virtue of admitting our own sexuality is different to the norm in inverted commas right you know, that that gives that gives a very poignant example but it's a great example yeah yeah when I hear that, when I hear, you know, about that gray area that, you know, and, and for me and listener, viewer, um, set down the coffee that you've been drinking and go and grab a pen and paper. Because for me, when I hear someone in response to a question about like, why is that? Like, how have you been? Why? Like, you know, the, the kind of. Inter daily interactions when someone says I should or I shouldn't do this or I should do that or I should read this or I should read that like whatever it is almost like a reflex like so, like a doctor tapping your knee uh, and and you know the, your leg involuntarily jerks my response is who says exactly because when someone says the word should, I'm going to leave aside the verb to try, right? But if I'm going to, if I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, mean the words are great. Should is my least favorite modal verb, right? And modal verbs require another verb to mean anything. <laughs> like, so they're pretty weak on, the, on their own. But the, ver the modal verb to should, as opposed to could, as opposed to would, as opposed to will, or, you know, and then the negative equivalents of each of those. But should drips, absolutely drips in stinking cesspooly-like judgment. Yes. And it's like the, the express question into why mm -hmm. like who says let's get to the bottom of that story that you're telling yourself 
Who says? Yeah. Who says that the that the sex that you enjoy is wrong? Who says that you know that food you enjoy eating is wrong, bad for you, whatever? Uh, who says that that movie is like a movie that only geopolitical nerds uh, who grew up in the late Cold War early, like Cold War era, you know, really, you know, love? Who says that that's a movie for nerds? Right. Can you guess the the should that I hear the most in the fitness space? Shouldn't eat that. Or I sh- or I should exercise today. Yeah. Man. If you had Every a dollar, time. right? Yeah, right. <laughs> we wouldn't have this conversation. We'd be having it in Hawaii, probably. Right. Yes. Which could happen soon. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, but I hear it all the time, and I hear myself saying it to my partner because something in my head tells me if I say I should out loud that this pressure will push me to do it. Yeah. When in fact, if I wake up and say, ooh, this would be fun, like to try this new movement or try this new food or protein shake or whatever, then I'm going to do it because I want to do it. Yeah. Not because I should. Yeah. Because who the fuck says what I should do? Yeah. Obligation is rarely sexy. Correct. And uh, I I remember talking to a clinical psychologist on my other podcast, uh, on the Lonely Diplomat podcast, around midlife crises uh, Mm -hmm. last year. And he had this this fantastic expression that psychologists, I don't know if it's a New Zealand thing or if this is like psychology, like, you know, what they talk about at, at psychologist conferences globally. Um, but two words came to mind uh, that, that, that I always now think of, uh, thanks to Dougal, and that's, you know, are you shooting? Uh, and then the other one is masturbating. So, you know, uh, if, if you find yourself shooting, I should do this, I should do that, I shouldn't do this, I shouldn't do that, I shouldn't, whatever, you get my point. And then must as well as another modal verb. Um, yeah, like, you know, are you masturbating? Again, I must do this. Who says? Right. You know, I mustn't enjoy sex <clears throat> with another man. Who says? Um, and then, you know, it gets into belief systems. It gets into, like, things that we have just passively accepted, you know, messages from parents, messages from teachers, community, like from society in general, the vibe of the thing. Mm-hmm. And we get to question all of those. We get to question all of those because, you know, it's to do with our life and, and should and must are fantastic little windows into Absolutely. those those stories. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I often think of, I don't know, like, you know, in an office situation and there's there's morning tea. What do you call morning tea in offices in, in the US? Seems like a very like British kind of thing. It is, yeah. Like, like we don't witness anything. Like a, a coffee break in the morning, perhaps. I don't know, yeah. but you know, so it's someone's birthday, or you know, people bring in food to share, um, and you know, everyone sort of stops work for about half an hour and has a bit of a chat and bonds and and stuff. And generally, sometimes it's 
you know, depending on where you work, like it's it's an opportunity for, for the bakers to showcase their awesomeness. Uh, and, you know, I just whipped up this like, you know, multi-leveled sponge cake that's like got fireworks yeah. in it and things like that overnight. Oh, it's nothing kind of thing. And then like you've got like this, this baked good arms race going on for, forevermore. But almost without exception, there's someone in the group who is like, you know what, I, I'm on a diet. I'm on a diet. I shouldn't oh, eat this chocolate-laden caramel, whatever it is, calorie bomb. Um, but you know, I shouldn't. And then reaches in and has one, uh, and then has two, has three. Oh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I'm like, okay, then don't, don't, <laughs> don't eat it. Yeah. It's like that. Does, saying you should or shouldn't, you know, it doesn't absolve you of the fact that you're doing it. Um, well, like, maybe that goes back to validation, like we talked about. How so? Like, oh, I shouldn't have that lemon bar. Well, tell me that I'm fine to have it because I look amazing today. Uh, you know? Is this it's a bit like fishing. Have I been failing, like, basic human interaction all these years? No, I and... think you've been conquering it and not giving into it. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Good. I was like, oh, I've been missing that. Like, completely missing that cue. Um, because for me, for me, like chips, chips, potato chips, mm -hmm. um, like, oh, like, give me one. I, I, yeah, I have one. I have a million. I, I cannot hey. possibly stop that that eating. And and it comes down to like, oh, and I, I get it, an attack of the shoulds. I shouldn't do this. Right. Yeah. yeah it's a tricky one and i love that i think maybe we have a new name for the the gray zone and it should involve the word should like this should the should shits yeah. or the should <laughs> the should zone yeah <laughs> should shouldn't zone yeah love it love it jesse mm -hmm. two questions two final questions for you because we, we do need to wrap this up and you know get on with our days um uh, I know, right? Um, this has been an awesome chat, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm very reluctant to, to, to wrap this up. What's your number one advice to the gay man who might not even yet know that they're involved in like doing comparisons, like it's subconscious comparisons? How, how, how like what's the advice to bring that those thoughts and feelings to the mm -hmm. forefront so we can make a conscious decision to turn the like the the, the bad response into the good response uh, uh, or you know move things you know recognize the gray zone right um, <clears throat> my allergies are setting in so the eye thing is back I'm just streaming already I'm not crying I promise I might though. it's okay though like you know if you get emotional yeah I might do <laughs> um, my advice to anyone who does notice or doesn't notice is to realize that anytime you feel awful when you see someone else's experience or achievement um, that it's an opportunity for connection and community, which is the whole centerpiece of this blog post and this podcast right here. Mm. Um, by that, I mean, 
when you feel awful, when you see someone else's journey and you don't have that, but you want it, instead of unfollowing or putting them in this toxic thought pocket in your head, um, take the opportunity to reach out to them and see how they did it, see how they achieved it, or see if you can ask questions about how they made it to where they are. Um, and if they're receptive, then great. And if not, move on and find someone who will accept that embrace and, and your connection. Love that. That's, I mean, you, you do it all the time. You, you've, I've seen you build a beautiful community of, you know, coaches and gay folks and people on Instagram <clears throat> where you could have easily seen this guy, Michael, is doing this great coaching work. Oh, it makes me feel like shit because he's so successful and he's doing such a great job. So I'm going to shy away and I'm going to get stuck in my own head or I'm going to reach out and build a network and build community and build love and trust and all these things that we think we don't have the resources to find, but it's right there in front of us. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for recognizing that. Honestly, I need a reminder of that today. And you're doing a damn good job of this community connection. Um, Thank you. Because you're not you're not seeing the, the negativity of other people's journeys. You're seeing the potential and what could come from connecting and supporting one another. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm and gonna... there you have it. Yeah. Positive comparison. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to let those fuzzies settle in a moment um, and, and feel those fuzzies very consciously. Um, moving to the last question, though. Mm -hmm. Where can we find you? Um, and Sorry, two parts to the last question. <laughs> Where can we find you? Uh, on my website, yep. fullsunfitness.com or on Instagram, fullsunfitness. Excellent. And viewer, you can see this on YouTube, but listener, you can't see it. But on Full Sun Fitness, you can buy merchandise. Uh, and yeah, Jesse is modeling it right now. Uh, so the universe is ours. Uh, in, is that like called a raglan top or something like that? Nailed it. Yep. Did I? Okay, good. Um, and okay. I feel that Jeff would be really annoyed if I got a, a, a fashion term wrong. Um, uh, he's, he's, he's a designer and, and clothes maker. Um, the other thing is, what is next in your quest for global domination? So I wanted, you said you mentioned the merch online, yep. but I would love to point people to our donate page. Um, we have a funding pool set up for trans and or um, people of color to train for free. Um, equity is sexy and equity is important. And right now equity doesn't fucking exist, especially in healthcare spaces. Um, so it is my duty as the founder of Full Sun Fitness, especially a queer space and a safe space um, to make sure that trans and by POC folks have access to our services. So if you do find our website and you feel like donating, which would be gorgeous, please do. 
love it so much so much because yeah it 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 speaks to it speaks volumes of who you are jesse um in that you know no one teach one you know collaboration all the all the good things about you know living life expansively uh Thank in you. in in absolute um uh oh god what's the word um but like you know in, in the giving mindset um and it's yeah. also you know our duty to create equitable spaces and that's not being done enough um so i'm here to do it love it love it i love having you in my corner i love having you just being here in uh in my life it is absolutely a joy and and uh, like an honor and a privilege to have you here uh, i'm so happy to be here too thank you and i know I know that the listener, the viewer will be wanting me to shut up uh, and so they can go and check your website out, fullsignfitness.com, link in the episode description and if you can spare a few dollars, a few pounds, a few euro, a few shekels, a few dirhams, whatever it is, to such a worthy and noble cause i know uh, that jesse will make it go a long way um, because yep equity is sexy Mm -hmm. letting that sink in a moment jesse elkins thank you so much for joining me the viewer and the listener on connecting over coffee with the loneliness guy today Thank you, Phil. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, Reach out anytime. We're both here for you and with you. All sounds that you heard in this episode were recorded at Prefab Eatery on Jesse Street, Wellington. All views expressed in this episode are my own and are intended to support, challenge and inspire gay men to consider the issue of loneliness and increased awareness of the need for authentic connection with themselves, with others and their communities as an antidote to loneliness. They are not intended to, nor should they, replace the advice of a licensed helping professional. Please consult the resources page on my website, thelonelinessguide.com, if you feel that you need the services of a licensed helping professional. Thanks for listening.